Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sunners Room. I'm your host, Maddie. I'm very excited that you have decided to take the time today to, or whatever day, <laughs> today is your today, whatever day you're deciding to listen to this podcast. And I'm just excited that you're here. Um, first off, I wanted to start by saying thank you to everyone who reached out to me and direct messaged me answering my question about what does self-love mean to you and also those who provided me immense support um I was pretty terrified to do this it's very vulnerable putting your thoughts out onto the internet especially in today's climate and to be greeted with such immense support and excitement I just you know it made me feel like I was doing what I was meant to be doing and I'm really excited and um this topic is really important to me. I've learned a lot. I still have a lot left to learn, but um, I'm excited to get into it. So today I'm going to be talking about what does self-love mean to you um, and the different definitions of what I've been taught, what I haven't been taught, you know, stuff I had to figure out, um, the fact that we weren't really taught this, what I used to think it meant, what I think it means now, you know, I just kind of want to talk about it in a general scheme and it's such a big topic that I feel like I could break it up into several different episodes but um, I want to compare and contrast specifically today what I used to think it meant and what it means for me today. So thank you for listening um, and I'm excited that you're here. So if you do follow me on Instagram um, you would have seen that I asked people what does self-love mean to you? And I picked some of my favorite responses. Um, some of them are so beautiful. I am really touched that people were vulnerable enough to write these. And, you know, I couldn't pick every single one, but I really appreciate everyone who, you know, took the time and effort to write what it meant to them. Um, being able to take a step back, forgiving myself, knowing who you are is more than enough. It means knowing your limits, knowing when you need to push yourself, but also when to reward your efforts. I think that these all kind of, you know, cover the general topic of self-love, what's been covered in the media, you know, knowing your worth, um, forgiving yourself, which is a really big part of self-love, in my opinion, um, you know, and forgiveness. I think that forgiveness in general is normally associated with external factors, not necessarily internal. So you know, I've been struggling personally, it's it's really hard to forgive yourself for stuff, because no one knows how that, uh, you know, situation, person, encounter is making you feel, and so the only person that can really forgive you that's satisfying is yourself, and that's, that's really hard. Um, for me personally, today, I believe that how you feel about yourself is the driving force behind your actions. If you love yourself, your actions and words are abundant with love and acceptance. But if you dislike yourself, your actions and words are consumed by insecurity, shame, and hate. I personally had a really hard time understanding that I, how I felt about myself impacted not only how I felt about others, but how I treated them. You know, it's a reflection, it's a mirror. Engaging with other people is a projection of your innermost feelings. I noticed that when I was at my most insecure state, I would cast my insecurities on other people, you know, and it made me a really bad friend. It made me a terrible sister and it made me not like myself. And, you know, it only took me recognizing those behaviors to be something that only I could change. And that took me a really long time to accept and to work on. 
Um, but I think with the topic of self-love, I don't think it's something that is sat down and taught to us. It's not math. It's not science. It's not something that, you know, is beneficial to success in our future that we're taught in school. Like, you know, however, in classic example, bringing up, well, I don't know how to do my taxes, but I know about biology, you know, and if you're not going to that field, it's obviously not important. And if it is, it is, but you know, we're not taught that self-love is crucial to surviving life. It's not something we're given tips on how to do. And if you go the extreme, you're called selfish and vain and conceited. And, you know, it's a negative thing to be concerned with yourself. Um, And I think when we're younger, we're taught how to love others and how to receive love, but we aren't taught how to give it to ourselves. And I think someone who's selfish is someone who's concerned with themselves with no regard for how others, you know, react. And I think that that's what it is to like, that's how you take care of yourself and love yourself is doing those things and taking care of yourself without outside influences infiltrating your process and your progress. Um, If you focus on your own peace, your own love, your own relationship with yourself, you won't even have the time to regard what other people are doing or saying. The void that you choose to spend looking at other people is filled by you, your love, your time, your pleasure. I truly thought when I first started on my journey that it meant just tolerating myself. I thought it meant just not hating myself, the opposite. And so when I decided to actually embark on the journey, I felt unsatisfied. I thought I'd accomplished, you know, I thought I did it. I don't hate myself, so I'm good. And I thought I had to do it alone. <laughs> and that just, that didn't work. It It is not sustainable being alone and tolerating yourself. Um, I was really concerned with how I looked in pictures, you know, how I how I acted around other people, people pleasing, presenting myself in a certain way. But everything I did was to appease other people. It was, you know, I wasn't really worried about how I looked in pictures. I want, I was worried about how other people saw me in pictures. I didn't care. And I thought it was shameful to like myself. I thought I'm supposed to be, you know, this, this broken being in in need of another person that's going to come and fix me and heal me and save me. You know, I was supposed to wait for the right person to come along and complete me. I thought I wasn't supposed to be healed and good on my own. I thought I was, you know, supposed to wait for someone else to do that work. And, you know, I thought relationships were about two broken people coming in together to form one, but it's just not how it works. And, you know, I thought about that and I decided to do this alone. I ended a relationship, cut off my friends, deleted social media, cut and dyed my hair. I'll get into initially what kickstarted my journey in the next episode and the title of the podcast, but I wanted to mention the isolation because that was a crucial part in defining what self-love meant for me. And I thought self-love meant doing and caring about myself without anyone else. No support, no love, nothing. No judgment, no criticism. I was afraid of my progress being infiltrated by outside forces, so I cut off the negative and the positive. So I was I was alone. I thought loving myself was enough that I didn't need love from other people. And that I just didn't have to hate myself and I'd be okay. 
um, but it made me feel lost and it made me feel really alone. But um, I was fortunate enough to work in this safe haven for eight months about, right in the middle of my journey. Um, if you are ever in Sacramento, please take a stop at uh, Sunlight of the Spirit. It's truly one of the greatest places in Sacramento and on the earth. Um, owned by fantastic people, run by fantastic people. You know, the customers are amazing. The environment is great. Um, this place really changed my life. It gave me true friends, a family, people who actually supported my growth journey in a way that I'd never experienced before. They taught me about meditation, energy, this spiritual part of my life that I'd never been introduced to before, that I thought I was lacking. Um, and through them, I realized finding the right people to have by your side was crucial and loving yourself. If you want to grow, you have to be surrounded by people who encourage that growth. If you tell someone, you know, you want to love yourself more and they judge you for it, immediately discouraged, shut down by someone that you love, maybe. I learned immediately that outside energy can and will throw off my personal goals. But not if I have the right people by my side who are adding to my goals, you know, supporting. You got to find your people. That's what my mom always says. And surrounding yourself with people who add to your life, not who drain your energy. I had to love myself enough to choose the right people in my life. And that's really hard. I did not do it very well. I didn't, you know, I didn't know how to do it. And so I just cut people off without explanation, without anything. But ultimately, cutting people out of my life doesn't mean I hate them. I don't think I have the capacity to hate anyone. It just meant I respected myself and my goals too much, you know? It's, you have to make that decision because if there's someone that's draining energy in your life, you know, space is, is good to decide whether or not that they deserve a place in your life. You owe it to yourself, you know, to really think about each and every person that's in your life and if they have value and if they truly love you. Um, there are so many things that I've learned about self-love and what it is and what it isn't. Um, one of the biggest things that changed my life and how I viewed myself was doing things that I loved because I loved them. Not having to explain or justify to myself why I did certain things or acted a certain way because it made me, it made me happy. And trying to get the approval and understanding of everyone is exhausting. It's exhausting and it's draining and it makes you unhappy. You don't live your life if you don't do the things you love in moderation and obviously, you know, concerning other people to an extent, you know what I mean? People are not going to understand why you do things. They're just not. I love thinking about this. So think about a time when someone, you judge someone for doing something that obviously brought them joy. Did you judge them because you wish you had their courage? Were you immediately reminded of something you really want to do or love, but don't because people don't validate your enjoyment? We're such, you know, our natural instinct is craving validation, you know, even for joy. I remember, you know, writing pieces in high school and not being able to share them, you know, and I did one time with a teacher and she just destroyed it. 
And I don't even know why I showed it to her because it made me happy. I didn't need her to, you know, tell me it was good. I could just enjoy it. But I found that doing things just because they bring you joy is is something that you deserve. It's something you shouldn't deprive yourself of or tell yourself no because you're worried about what other people will think. And if you're truly worried about what other people will think, think about the fact that if you do something that brings you joy, you might inspire someone else to do the same. I think my biggest advice on that aspect of joy and and love is not depriving yourself of it. It's about being vulnerable and that is hard. Joy is a vulnerable emotion. You're letting your guard down. You're letting your walls down. You're letting yourself experience something so beautiful and precious and you're worried that someone's going to come in and ruin it. So you might sabotage to get that pain over with. What if someone someone ruins the joy? It's the first thing we think about. But if you accept and love yourself, you will not be influenced by other people's opinions and judgments. I love the saying, um, what other people have to say about you is none of your business. And I was thinking about this today when I was preparing, you know, this episode. Um, Who would you rather listen to? A professor who spent 10 minutes studying a subject and giving a lecture on it, or a professor who has studied a subject for 18 years and giving a lecture on it? You'd pick the person, the professor with more experience, right? They're more educated, they've studied, they've analyzed. That's you. You've studied your habits, yourself, your fears, your joys. You know yourself better than anyone. Is it really worth it to you and your journey to stop enjoying something or deprive yourself of that joy because someone walks into your life for 10 seconds and criticizes you for it? They don't know you. They shouldn't have any power over you. And... I'm not saying that I don't let other people do that, but I have, I've grown to realize that they don't know me, you know, and I know me and I've spent 18 years with myself and I just deserve to enjoy stuff because I get to, because I enjoy it. You know, there's no really need, there's no real need to justify it. And people who consciously choose to do things because it deeply brings them joy will not criticize others for doing the same. They'll support you. Brene Brown calls it, you know, being in the arena. Um, If you are not in the arena with me, you have no influence on me while you're sitting in the crowd and not living your life. The people who judge you for doing things aren't doing things themselves because they have the time to judge you. You know, I've noticed with friends that the immediate supportive response and the immediate judgment response. The supportive people are out there doing their thing and the judgment are the guys that are jealous. And it's been really interesting to watch, you know, and it's also really easy to not get offended because it isn't about me when they judge me. It's about them. It's about how they treat themselves, how they view themselves. How you think about yourself is reflected in how you treat other people. Personally, um, I didn't like myself for a really, really long time. It took me hitting a true, true mental breakdown to realize that I couldn't live like this anymore. I couldn't live my life in the hopes of pleasing other people or caring about what other people think. I still do. I am human. But I care about what I think about myself first. I spent the most time with myself. I picked myself up from my lowest points. I do not deserve to sacrifice my own happiness for the sake of pleasing other people. 
It's also a really interesting scientific component about love and self-love. Um, I'm sure if anyone has read James Clear's Atomic Habits or any books on habits, really, that it's um, the brain really supports systems of patterns and habits um, so much that we actually don't really realize our daily habitual routines because they're so deeply programmed into our brains that until we stop and look at what we're doing, we're going to go on the rest of our life doing the same thing every day. Habits are a part of your brain that is so easy to do, but we do it again and again because there's an immediate satisfaction after an immediate reward. Um, you know, brushing your teeth, your mouth's clean. Your teeth are clean. Your breath smells good. You do it every day. You know, the toothbrush is right there. You go to the bathroom, toothbrush and toothpaste is right there. It's accessible. You see it. It's easy. It's part of your routine. You don't even think about it. So I read that book this summer, um, this past summer, and I tried to reprogram my brain into making a habit out of every single day to do something for myself. Set an alarm. Force yourself to do it. I made myself read 10 pages of a book every day this summer. And it was hard. It was annoying. I didn't like it, which is weird because I absolutely love reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. I've done it since I was little. It brings me immense joy, but I didn't want to do it. I did not want to enjoy it. I didn't want to read. And I heard this saying on TikTok. You probably heard it. It's a motivational gym um, speaker, I guess you could say. Um, it's going to be hard, but hating yourself is hard. So pick your hard, you know, it's hard either way. It's hard to work on yourself and love yourself and choose yourself. It's also really hard to hate yourself every day. I know cause I used to do it and I still sometimes do it. I'm not perfect. I have my days. You're always going to have your days, but they're both difficult. And they both take habit and practice, honestly. Um, I think choosing yourself isn't easy. Nothing good is ever easy, but it's worth it. It's You're worth the investment. Okay, so if anyone knows me personally, they know that um, I'm a big Oprah Winfrey fan. Now, don't, don't, you know, roll your eyes at me. She's a very powerful woman. Um, I'm absolutely in love with her podcast, Super Soul Sunday. She was the first um, motivational speaker I ever looked up to and, you know, podcast I ever listened to. And um, she believes that you are responsible for taking control of your life. No one is coming to save you. You are responsible for your life. And all my Marvel fans out there, what does Uncle Ben say to Peter Parker? With great power comes great responsibility. Cheesy, I know. But you have the power to choose and love yourself. And it's a massive responsibility. You're taking care of a human being. Breathing, eating, bathing, everything. You are taking care of a person. You are, you are a person that has needs and desires and fears and goals and traumas, but it's your choice in your life. And you get to choose whether or not to love yourself or hate yourself. It's all up to choice. It's a choice and a journey. 
and it's really hard. But falling in love with the journey, not the destination, is how I've come to figure out what it really means. Loving yourself is making the conscious choice to choose your own peace. Life is an experience that we're very lucky to have. It's one big opportunity. I've lived 18 years and 17 of them have been spent searching for love outside of myself, clinging to friendships, my parents, romantic partners to validate my existence. And all I needed to do was stop chasing love and start creating it where I am. Truly the most important thing I've learned about self-love is that I deserve it on hard days too. When I don't want to get out of bed, when I'm heartbroken, when I'm depressed, I deserve the same amount of love, if not more on my worst days than on my best. Loving myself doesn't mean loving every second of my existence. It means finding the power to accept myself on the good and bad days. It means recognizing when I need to take myself out of a situation that isn't good for me or my mental health. It means doing what is best for me without guilt. It's a process. It's a journey. It is so damn difficult. But I didn't do it alone. I didn't do it alone. I listened to hundreds of hours of TED Talks, podcasts, spiritual lectures, YouTubers. I read self-help, love, and acceptance books. I chose to figure it out. Because there was one day... I was crying in my room, waiting for someone to save me. And I realized that no one was coming. That the only person that was going to pick me up and wipe away my tears was me. I decided that day that I was worth it. And it was a really, really, really awful day. But that was such a beautiful moment. I'm about two years in. Um, and I've struggled tremendously. It has not been easy. I've cried in public and I've cried in private. And for that, I'm making the conscious choice to say thank you. And I love you. I deserve an abundant amount of love from within. Because it'll make every aspect of my life better. It'll make me a better partner. It'll make me a better friend. It'll make me a better student. It'll make me a better person. And it'll help me to teach other people that that everything they're looking for, they can just find within themselves. It's almost like you're a story, you know. And there's parts of you, there's parts of the story that are really ugly inside and they don't make sense but there's always that one line that changes the whole scene of the page there's always that one character that sticks out from all the rest i think we all have a story comprised of beautiful ugly heartbreaking moments And there's nothing you can do but love it because it's yours. When you exist in a world that criticizes you for loving yourself, 
It takes tremendous bravery to fight that and choose yourself. I hope that you found something in these 25 minutes that inspired you, that answered questions. And if not, I hope that you are able to find outside sources that help you along on your journey, that provide you insight, that provide you support. Um, I am going to read my favorite answer from my poll um, on my Instagram. I'm going to leave this person anonymous, but um, I think that this is one of the most beautiful examples of self-love I've ever seen, and I'm really happy that this person shared this with me. So I asked this person, what does self-love mean to you? And they said it means loving every part of yourself to the deepest extent. When I was a kid, there weren't a lot of black people in my town, and I went to a private Catholic school. There were four African-American people in my school. The popular kids were all white. Everyone surrounding us was white. I lived in a farm town in New Jersey, and I naturally wanted to be like everyone else. I wanted to change my name, and I wanted to be like the coolest kid in the grade. I wanted to have his name because he was white, and I wanted to be white. And after a while, I realized it was okay to be myself. But I used to think something was wrong with me. My favorite drink as a kid was hot chocolate. And everyone told me that was the reason I was black. Kids asked if I didn't bathe because I was black. But my mom always told me, no, that's just who we are. I moved to Liberia where everyone was black and I talked like a white person. I was bullied by both black and white people for how I talked, how I acted. I was called horrible things and it went on for my entire life. I was constantly made fun of. I was friends with a lot of white people and talked like my white friends. Even the black student union didn't want my help. I didn't fit in with anyone. I was judged by how I talked. But along the way, I found different online personalities who I could relate to. I talk like the people I'm around, and that's okay. In the process, I learned to accept that that's who I am. I can't control anything but my actions and my reactions and who I choose to surround myself with. I focused on the people who liked me for me. And I really like the person I've become. I'm proud of the person I've become. And I personally like myself very much. All right, and on that note, I would just like to say thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Please feel free to DM at the Sunrise Room underscore on Instagram or, you know, text me if you know me personally for recommendations, ideas, anything. Um, we're starting fresh. I have tons of ideas, but I'm open to what you guys would like to see, what you guys would like to hear. Um, I will be continuing and asking questions on my Instagram. I really like engaging with you guys. Um, I liked, you know, getting to know everyone a little bit more. Um, and I appreciate everyone who responded again. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, and I will see you next time. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.